Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So the central bankers are admitting their darkest secrets. <laughs> and I think you kind of had a hunch that this is what they had been planning all along. But now they're coming out and starting to kind of say it out loud. <laughs> What's been in here is now coming out here. Check out this article from Zero Hedge. In fact, before we get into this article, I want to encourage all of you to go to rebelcapitalistlive.com and get your tickets ASAP. We've got about three weeks left to the most incredible investment conference you can ever attend. we got Lynn Alden, Peter confirm. Schiff, Mike Maloney. What's up, Josh? I can confirm it will be the best event of all time. Oh, well, there you go. Straight from the horse's mouth right there. So you got to get your tickets at Rebel Capitalist Live ASAP, or rebelcapitalistlive.com, excuse me, ASAP. Now let's get into this big news from the central banksters themselves. We go over to Zero Hedge and title, it wasn't a mistake or a slip. Christine Lagarde hints at raising central bank inflation target. So the bottom line here, the takeaway, the punchline, what, what are their secrets? I believe, and they're starting to actually say this out loud, that they want higher inflation, not lower inflation. They have come out for so long and said that their target is 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%. Well, I think that you're magically going to see that go up and up and up. We'll have a new normal, if you will. And the reason I think this, again, is because they are now coming and outright saying it. So let's get into the rest of this article. And then let's try to take this information and use it to try to assess probabilities of what the rest of 2023 may look like from a standpoint of inflation, and then go into 2024 and beyond. Bottom line here is Christine Lagarde had a policy speech on Monday. And just so you know, Christine Lagarde, head of the ECB, European Central Bank, and this, I guess some experts are calling her speech astounding. Uh, Lagarde added later in the day that once the 2% CPI target had been met, discussions can be had on changing it. Is this, man, and then they go on to say central bank digital currency may be needed to deliver hypothecated fiscal spending and trading invoices in systematic competition. Block that does state capitalism mer merchant mercantilism, excuse me, best will fare better, and central bank's role at the heart. Okay, so bottom line is currency war. They want their currency to depreciate so that they have the edge when it comes to manufacturing. Now, I don't know that she said that or if that's actual editorial. I know that she's the one that said that uh, the C once the CPI target has been met, then they start discussing on how they can change it. Not lower, by the way, higher. So, I mean, we could just see this play out, right? We know how this ends. Over the next 10 years, every two years or so, they're going to say, well, maybe we can deal with 4% inflation. Well, maybe we can deal with 5%. Well, maybe we can deal with 6%. And the, the rationale is going to be, well, we need to keep unemployment low. And these central banksters, these Keynesians, they just worship at the altar of the Phillips curve, which basically is an inverse relationship between the unemployment rate and inflation. So as the unemployment rate goes down, they think inflation automatically goes up. And to get inflation down, well, you got to do the opposite. You got to have that unemployment rate actually go up. 
And I think we're moving into a new narrative, and this is proof of that, that they're going to say, well, listen, we don't want to increase the unemployment rate because that's disproportionately impacts the poor and middle class. So why don't we just keep the unemployment rate as low as possible? And then we can just deal with five or six or seven or eight or 10 percent inflation. And people just have to get used to that. I think that they're going to combine this with a with price controls. I spoke with uh, uh, Daniela at Stansberry yesterday uh, about this exact topic. And this is what we saw in the 1940s, as you guys know, also saw it in the 1970s. And I think it's an easy, easy sales pitch from the central planners and the authoritarians like Christine Lagarde and the central banksters. They just come out and, like I said, we don't want unemployment to go up. So let's just deal with a little more inflation. And if it spikes up to 10 or 15%, well, that's the price we need to pay to make sure that the poor and middle class are keeping their jobs. And then if it gets a little out of hand, well, as the brilliant central planners we are, we can come in and implement price controls and just make it flat out illegal for businesses to raise prices. Problem solved. Low unemployment, low inflation. (laughs) And we get enough inflation to basically make the sovereign debt magically disappear. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession, maybe even worse? Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them, it's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of -of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalists Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event, It's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond. Go to rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I will see you in Orlando. Let's remember that going into the 1970s, the debt to GDP, the federal debt, was about 60%. What was it in 1980 after a decade of inflation? or I should say an inflationary decade, because we had disinflation in there as well, but an inflationary decade. The debt to GDP went from 60% straight down to 30%. And when the debt to GDP right now in the United States is, let's say, 120%, those central banksters, those, those authoritarians, they want that to get right back down to, let's say, 50%. So 
So what's the easiest way to do that? The path of least resistance is to try, and emphasis on try, to create that inflation and to produce the type of environment that will allow them to continue deficit spending while at the same time bringing that debt to GDP down to a more manageable level, a more sustainable level. It's, it's, the, it's the Japanese playbook. Now, they weren't able to do it. I think the ECB and the Fed is going to be able to look at Japan and say, okay, well, what do they do wrong? And how can we change that? And again, I'm not saying that they're going to accomplish their objectives. I'm just saying that they've got more tools, <laughs> let's say. And now we see them come out and admit that these are going to be their main goals moving forward. They're going to try to change kind of that Overton window, if you will, of the inflationary Overton window. They're going to try to change that narrative. Well, that 2%, yeah, that was good for back in the 2000s, but moving into the 2020s, our thinking has evolved. We're smarter than we were back then, and we realize that 2% wasn't the correct target. It was actually 5%. Was actually 10%. Why? Again, they're going to default back to that unemployment rate because this is what we need to do for all the disadvantaged groups. That's going to be the sales pitch. So going down the article, they say this has vast implications across every asset class. You don't say. Yeah, I mean, if they move this up to 5%, this is, this is a huge deal because you know that the five percent is just gonna is gonna be exactly like the two percent, right? So, and what I'm what do I mean by that? Remember, they went ten years trying to achieve their two percent target or whatever, and then did they hit that two percent and then just go up to two point five and then just magically stays right there in that perfect zone? No, <laughs> you guys know what happened. It goes from one point five, boom, straight up to nine point one. And then they scramble around and they're like, oh, well, it looks, looks like we got what we want, but we got too much of it. And they're going to do the exact same thing if they have a 5% target. It's going to it's gonna go, you know, is it going to hover right around 5.5? Absolutely not. Uh, at a certain point, it'll go, boom, straight up to 20%. And they'll be, oh, my gosh, what do we have to do? What do we have to do? Well, we can't jack interest rates. That's going to increase unemployment. So then we just come out with price controls. I can almost guarantee <laughs> this is going to be the narrative. The tricky part is that inflation never goes up in a straight line. You guys know that from watching my videos. You know that from looking at just inflation charts from the 1940s and the 1970s. So I think that right now we are in a period of disinflation. And we might even have outright deflation at the end of this year or maybe moving into 2024 because we see a huge economic recession or depression that actually hits globally. And, and that would most likely bring down prices, especially asset prices, that's for sure. But as you guys know, then the central planners will come in with that new wave of inflationary policy. And that's what could take us into this next wave uh, that I'm referring about, or that I'm referring to. And during that next wave, I think that's when the narrative really, really starts to change that maybe we should just accept this higher rate of inflation. Maybe we should just accept you losing the purchasing power of your currency over the long run. Maybe this is a good thing that we should applaud and we should strive for. And I think, honestly, that's been their game plan all along. If you go back to the rhetoric, 
with this this two percent nonsense that's the dark secret that they don't want you to know about but they're in cahoots with the global governments and the global governments need a bailout and the best way to bail them out is to create consumer price inflation and they tried to do it for 10 years but they wanted to make it seem as though it wasn't for the government but it was for your benefit oh we can't have that nasty deflation oh no 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 no. we can't even risk getting down to zero percent price increases because then that would be bad for the average joe when really that's bad for the government so i think obviously i think this has been their secret all along but now like we said at the beginning they're just coming out and admitting it. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. Make sure you go to rebelcapitalistlive.com. Get your tickets ASAP. You're not going to want to miss speakers like Mike Bloney, Peter Schiff, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, just to name a few. As always, we'll see you in the next video. And I'll see you in Orlando, May 12th through the 14th. <laughs>